We're here. Good. We're here. We're back. Welcome. I hope you didn't miss us too much. A lot of people talking a lot about how great the podcast is and our chemistry, our dynamics. We have chemistry. Apparently. Apparently, I'm better with you than I was by myself, <laughs> and I don't know how to take that. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have anything to, to gauge mine on. You've never been better. You're always good. <laughs> no, but I, like, I don't, I'm glad I didn't have a, a previous show if you're like, oh, dude, way better there, better here. Right. Yeah, no one said that to me. Just everyone said, man, he really brings out the best in you. And I'm like, I think thank you. Yeah, sure. Let's just go with it. Yeah. We're here. So it's still gone. I'm excited to talk here. This we've is done, my favorite We've done job. quite a few. Yeah. And we're still going. And uh, we're hoping to keep doing it. So keep listening. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like, like and prescribe. I'm so tired and I'm so thirsty and I'm so. Are we going to talk about that right now? We could. We're just going. That's what we're going to talk about. It's demoralizing, but we could talk. Just touch <laughs> on it. So I sweated out I two feel t-shirts. Like we need another. Okay. You want to? You want? You want to talk about it after we make it? You only want to talk know. about triumphant, triumphant stories. We have a sad it, story it about how bad sad. we are. It's sad. It's just. It's just. It's a bummer. Yeah, but it's like. It's, you knew it was a bummer beforehand, right? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting a miracle. It's humiliating. It is humiliating. Yeah. There were good we, guys here today that could do that whenever they wanted to. We you noticed they weren't doing it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so Jason and I came here with the intent on both relearning kickflip bendies. I haven't done one in a few years. He I haven't done one in a, in a decade. In at least a decade. And uh, what can I say? I got close in the beginning. He got close to the end. And we both ran out of steam. <laughs> That's pretty much it. We both got close, but we both got zero cigars. Like, I was getting close. You were not getting close. Yeah. And then I was getting tired and you started getting close and then we didn't do it. Yeah. He and got- we were skating with some of the, the best. world's best yep. vert skaters that can do Kifabinis. Very easily. Easily. But in respects to the to us, yeah, they, they left that one a- alone. Yeah. So like, man, that'd be really embarrassing because those two are like sweating profusely for over an hour now trying to make that one trick. If I was to just do one in the corner, like it was absolutely nothing, they might take that the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, okay. that was funny because that, that is just a staple of their routines. I remember Always. when it used to be a staple of mine. Yeah. Now it's not. Mine used to be a uh, varial flip. Yeah. I could do that pretty much all day. Right, um, me too. Because- it spins into your hand yeah. easier. It spins into your fingers instead of your thumb. Whatever. All right. So, whatever we got, we have to we have to take our L's. Yeah, I don't. It's a bummer, but it's also when I have somebody who's not making it with me, who's uh, legendary and safety in numbers. Eh, I don't know. I just don't feel that. I, I feel like <laughs> yeah. you know what? You I know what? I thought I thought I would be. I thought I would be much more devastated. Oh, oh and yeah. I don't, and I'm like. I caught a few. I think I could do it. Come back. See, that's how I saw it because I've got a week off. So I was like, dude, if you give it everything you've got right now, you're so burnt out, you can't skate for another couple yeah. of days, you can come back here all week yeah. to make one and kick for I've got, I've got to do stuff here tomorrow. So I, 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 that was in the back of my mind too. Like, I'll be here. Tomorrow? Tell me when you, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I'm, okay. I'm getting that thing before I go back okay. to Well, LA. no, I got to do other stuff. I can't be. Yeah, don't mind just, me. I'll be over in the corner making that trick you can't make. <laughs> No way, man. It's team effort. You can't be doing it. You can't be going rogue. Dude, I had a feeling when you couldn't make it, I was saying to myself, I'm like, look, love the guy. Uh, but if you don't make it and I do make it, I'm not going to have a fucking problem with that at all. <laughs> so like all the things you've done. I, 
I'm like, if you have a bad day today, I know you. You'll be like, I didn't make a kick for Biddy. Big deal. But Jace did. Good for him. I'm like, he's going to be okay with this. I'm like, he do that. This is like victories. There's little victories in life. And here's there were, one. There were a couple that I saw at the end there. I was already up here because I was so burnt. And there were a couple that I saw you do. I was like, oh, he has it. That's yeah. it. He had it, and then he, he had no had legs. It. Yeah, that's, that was the last one I tried. You could tell my too, My legs right? started to get, no, the yeah. last one I tried, my legs started to give out on the way up. It was like, that's a sign. It's not yeah. going to work now. Yeah, you now you're just playing with fire. You're like, yeah. do you want to get really hurt so you can't do it tomorrow? Yeah, exactly. Which is a part yeah. of being older. I feel like, yes, you are older, and yes, you do get worn out, but you also have a thing where you think ahead way more. As a person who's um, OCD, like my daughter got, uh, what is it, when you get, the doctor checks you out and diagnoses you with it. Yes. And he's explaining like the things that you have from it. And I'm like, oh, that's totally my fault. Like <laughs> whatever whatever you're uh -huh. being told, like that's me. And you can't see in the future until it's right in front of your face. Mm -hmm. So when you get older, you either die or you start to like fight back with those theories. Like, hey, you know, I'll deal with it when it's right here in front of my face. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll get ready for it. Right. It's set, now I have where I'm like. So I, is that something that you think you just learn through technique? Yeah. It's learned through trial and error and uh, so many fails and frustrations mistakes, that I stand yeah. back and go, what is the problem here? Yeah. And then I go see a therapist and he goes, here's a couple of your problems. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, note to self, think ahead sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. I was always just like, I'm on fire, seat in my pants. People love that kind of guy. And I'm like, it's cool. But then yep. there's tons of roadblocks where you should have thought about it for just a second. Thought before action. Yeah. That was, uh, the, I, I, I remember hearing uh, Knoxville talk about that, how that was something he had to figure out in his life. And when you get older. That, yeah, well, he had to figure it out just because his life was chaos and he, and he thought, he didn't realize that like, oh, maybe I should think about that before yeah. just trying to go for it. Well, or what are the consequences? What are the consequences? Right, yeah. but if you're a guy that or a girl that goes for it, like I'm going for it, mm. I know a lot of those people, and a lot of those people are very successful. Right, they make it sometimes. Mm. Where I go, that's impossible, and you just did that without even thinking. You're a fucking madman, yeah. but you did it, and now I'm like, this is how you do stuff. You don't think it's the role. Uh, What's his name that was here before we, right when we got here? Oh, Owen Nieder. Yeah. Talking about a story about, he was at the Mega Ramp. This is when the Mega Ramp was first built and there was only Danny Way that had made it. I was the second person to, person to make it. And you could get an invite if you were nowhere near as good as Danny and you were an old friend of Danny's. So he got an invite. And my thing was to anybody that went there, you start doing this, looking down the rolling, I go, hey, don't no, look at that just shit. Just go, yeah. And what do you mean? If you're going to go, fucking go. If yeah, you're not going to yeah. go, don't look down there. You're yeah. just going to make it worse for yourself. And I would always tell people, they, they'd lean over and like, just go, dude. And they're like, what? I'm like, don't think, dude, just go. That's how you make it down mm. here. And he was telling that story. He's like, you're a fucking maniac. You just walked over and said, go, don't think about it. I'm like, okay, you're making it sound like <laughs> I'm a maniac, but I was actually trying to help you. Yeah, but he should know it's it, skating, especially when you come from a, a ramp skating perspective and you see people learning how to drop in for the first time. Right. And if they sit there too long, they're not going to do it. Right. Or they're, if they do, they've already shocked themselves and then they fall in shock. So when you fall in shock, very similar to Lizzie yeah. Armantor, when you do something in shock, you're just along for the ride. 
Yeah, you're, you're no not, longer steering you're your body in, in a correct fashion. Of the, of the, yes, you're not in control of the situation. Which is why vert skating is so much gnarlier than a lot of street skating because if you do it wrong, you wake up in an ambulance. And if you know that, it makes this simple thing, like we were talking about the sidewalk, walking on the sidewalk, make it a 100-foot cliff on either side. See how confident you walk down yeah, the sidewalk. Yeah, right, right. But that's what it is. Like you know, in a backside or you know, in doing a mega ramp backside air, it's simple, but if but you're – you're doing, you're like, hey, yeah, if you do if you, that, yes. you can fuck up. Yeah, I try to tell people, if you, if you have thought of a worst case scenario, that's what's going to play out. If, yeah, you like, pre- if you've thought of it for yourself and you're like, oh man, I hope that doesn't happen. That's what's going to happen. Because like, you're, you're creating that scenario. Racing cars, racing bikes, eyes up. That's what pros tell you. You don't, if you, you, wherever you look, that's where you go. If you're going into a rut and you look into the rut, you're going to fuck up in it. Like when your nose gets in there, you look up at where you're going to go. So mm. you follow the yeah. line. Same as a car. Same as in skateboarding. How many times I've done the, uh, where your your wheel hits the coping on the way in. People that don't know. If you do a really big aerial above the ramp and you come in, you've got to try and land in a ball so you can get tons of momentum. And you you if your wheel clips on here enough, it stays. And then you go without it, <laughs> yeah. head first to the flat. And it's like, a, yeah, you're talking to this camera about it. I somebody needs to, I don't know which one's got me, but <laughs> fucking understand this. Because this is, this is how I learned. This is, therapy taught me stuff where I was like, I already knew that. Skateboarding taught me that. You know, I've but, you done, weren't, but, but you weren't using it in your <clears throat> in, in my your life, life, right. Yeah. In skateboarding, many times I've done an aerial in the air where I'm like, I don't give a fuck where I'm about to land. I am making it and I don't care. And it's gone, and I've gone, and I've just made it. And I've gone, yeah. and I heard people in the deck going, oh, you yeah. should have died. Yeah, yeah. And then I've had other ones where I'm in the air and I'm like, oh, I'm going to lock up. I'm going to lock up. And I go, don't lock up. And I try to do this last little jolt of and put myself in a ball and it goes, wham, and I lock up because I was <laughs> trying to fight it. I feel like if you don't know that you believe you're going that way, you will go that way. Yeah, for sure. That's the foresight. But I agree with you in that there are these lessons that being a skater will teach you. Um, like I, I, I struggled with a few things years ago and realized that if I can just use the discipline that I've learned in skateboarding yeah. and apply that to my life in other ways, that's what it takes. All right. And it was... It, it, it's in some ways it was a simple switch. I mean, there were other things that had to progress to figure it out or to evolve and, and eventually get to a place. But, yeah. but definitely that was the moment where I was like, I have all these tools that I use skateboarding. Why can't I just use that in my life? The gnarliest tools. Like you are the holder of all the gnarliest tools. I have referred to myself as I'm like, dude, you've done things nobody can do. You can get yourself out of this jam. And I'm just Jason yes. Ellis. If I'm like Tony Hawk, I'm like, <laughs> dude, apply your fucking skateboard skills to this thing mm-hmm. and it will probably be the best version out there because I am one of the best versions of humans out there. Like you're an uh, Yeah, I don't know if I was that lofty with it, but I definitely was just, just trying to redirect what I learned in skating and the determination really and the perseverance and that was it. And it was just like, well, just keep doing that. Keep, keep doing the things that you're proud of <laughs> And doing it well, and then eventually that will be the new normal. It is the perseverance. You're right. Because yeah. to, even just today, like the you know nobody's watching us, nobody cares. You know, yeah, we, yeah. And we and we don't we love that those guys are really good, but we don't care that they're better. Like we're I'm happy for everybody. <laughs> yes. There's no pressure here. 
but you're getting pissed and you're trying it over and over again. I barely even skateboard anymore. I've sweated out three T-shirts and I'm still, I'm getting angry. At one point I kicked my skateboard into my wife. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did see that. I watched you. I watched it happen in slow-mo. I was like, oh, he's throwing, oh my God, it's going right at her. It's going to reach her. <laughs> like if it wasn't, if it that wasn't, was not also, because those other guys don't really know you, that wasn't a good look. That was really bad. <laughs> Whoa, now you just made me realize that that... People think I bash my wife because I'm an, <laughs> I'm an Australian. I don't think you were clearly. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna take her home after this session and beat her for not making a kickflip indie. Were, That's what all those. It was days. very obvious that you were remorseful. Okay, but in that moment when you threw it at, towards her. I I looked around like I wonder if they think that's oh, how things go. No. <laughs> no. Oh, we should no. get her in here. Oh no. We should get her in here. I gotta that, call the one of those the guys and be like, "Hey, man, you guys need to know something." No, I tell like I said, it was obvious that you were regretful that oh. you didn't mean to. But but when it first happened, I was like, "Ooh." Oh hmm. no. When I said sorry, I grabbed my boy. She was like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> That's perfect. I was like, totally fair. <laughs> I, t- I forgot that happened. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so thirsty. Hey, do you want to try and uh, remember people are doing liquid death and how to open liquid death in a creative way? I don't know. You that. don't know about that? No. Liquid death are posting videos. Oh, I saw someone doing it underwater. Yeah. I saw that. We yes. need to destroy them. All right. Like, do it on a kid for Bindi. Yeah. <laughs> I can a, bail one. Give us a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have that video for you in seven days. <laughs> I'm fucking, I'll look 10 years older, but you'll get that video. We'll, do, we'll just swap it. Like I'll open one on you. We'll just get like cases of them and every attempt. Like, <laughs> ah, man. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> just, cases and cases. We just got cases hours on the deck. Hours. I'll just change t-shirts yeah. every five minutes. Just look like we. Ah, oh, <sighs> you got this one. Fuck. <laughs> hey, everybody. Jason Ellis and Tony Hawk here talking to you about Athletic Greens. If you're a person that's on the go and you're in a hurry, you don't have time to eat. I don't know who. I mean, okay. I know a couple of people that have like those pre- pre- prepared meals that they prepare for themselves in the morning and then they have those every day and they do like little supplements and they never forget to do their burpees. I know like three of those people. Everybody else, like my man Tony Hawk over here, yes, is he an athlete? Yeah, but does he like sneak off and get Philly cheesesteaks whenever no one's looking? All the time, whenever he can. And I have children and they eat way better food as in not good for you just tasty pizza and burgers and tacos are kind of like you guys want french fries with that like that's kind of how it goes for those guys so yeah i eat that too and with athletic greens that kind of helps fill the gaps for people like i would say all of us except for these three people i won't name them but i do know somebody that they don't need athletic greens they're Their whole life is seriously, it's from even their sleep. They have the monitor and they go, oh man, I got, I got something, something realm sleep. So that's good. I'm like, this guy is the most boring human on the planet. (laughs) 
but he is very, very fit. Uh, Athletic Greens is one tasty scoop contains 75 minerals and vitamins and minerals and uh, is a whole food source ingredient. Well, you could read better, Jason. Including multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more that work together to fill your nutritional gaps, like I was saying, in your diet. Increase energy, focus, aid with digestion, and supports health immune system, all without the need of taking a multivitamin product or pill, which is very, very handy, everybody. And this stuff really works, and it doesn't taste like dirt. I don't know how they did that, but it's it, they should use that. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to them. Zero uh, dirt. That's, that's the new tagline. Yeah, zero dirt. Athleticgreens.com slash hawkwolf for your zero dirt greens beverage. Uh, I don't think you're gonna get a job with a marketing agency anytime soon. I don't think I think this is the last job I'm ever gonna have, Tony. This is it's just going downhill. I'm freaking all right. Dead. I might go to a skateboard contest. Let's make that? it count. Anyway, go to athleticgreens.com slash hawkwolf, and then you will get hooked up, everybody, and uh, you get a free supply of vitamin D and five uh, free trial packs today, and you get the vitamin D is very important. I didn't know this, but apparently that helps with your immune system as well. I am a clueless guy that eats potato chips and stuff. So athleticgreens.com forward slash hawkwolf. Hey, everybody, Jason Ellis and Tony Hawk from Hawk vs. Wolf, greatest podcast of all time. That's why you're listening. Did you know that it's summertime and in summertime you can now go out and touch people and see people, go to restaurants, go to the beach, man, and all that kind of stuff? And why not have a summertime vibe with a summertime shirt? And that's where Faraday comes in. They make the perfect clothes for, that's right, summer. Faraday, you, we should both, I've, you and I have never had a summertime vibe. You and I never just hang out at a barbecue with summer shirts on, Tony. What's going on there? Well, that all changes today. Wow. I can't wait for this insane summertime barbecue with the Birdman where we just throw a yes. couple of shrimps on the barbie. Why not? I, I, it, <laughs> I don't even know. We're on opposite coast right now. We're on opposite coast right now, but we'll get on it when we get in the same place. It's going to be a sick barbie, you guys. Shrimp on the barbie. Sausage sizzle. <laughs> ah, see, I know what's up. That's why you and I have got to get these shirts, because you can have a sausage sizzle and I'll throw a couple of shrimps on the barbie, and next thing you know, everyone's gathering around, and we'll, the, right. the summer shirts just set it off. Uh, listen up, everybody. Oh, wait, I should say thing. They, they, uh, they guarantee quality stuff. They replace or fix clothes. Okay, so they get it. They give it all back. If you don't like it, if there's something wrong with it, they'll take care of it. Uh, on top of it all, Faraday is giving all our show listeners 20% off, brah. 20% off. I love these giant uh, discounts that you should all check out. It would appre- we would appreciate it. So stock up on your clothes for summer now. Head to FaradayBrand.com and use the code. These guys finally get it. The code HAWK, as in Tony Hawk, as in way more power. And Oh, wait, that's it? Just me? They don't even, I, I don't even know uh, why I'm saying words. Yes, that's right. What's finally, up? you figured it out. Thank you, Faraday, for giving the correct code. So this is code. What, check out. Uh, to snag 20% off all your summer gear. That's code HAWK at Faraday, F-A-H-E-R-T-Y, brand, 
Take that win. For 20% off. Thank you. I saw somebody slam doing a ledge trick and they, the can hit the ground and a little bit of water was squirting out and they drank it that way. And I was like, that was pretty good. But I don't know if you could do that twice. That I mean, it was not intentional. Right? I don't think so. It looked like no. he actually slammed. Yeah. But I thought maybe you could do a grind and you could just open it while I'm holding it. Like you can come by and just go, and I'll be like, thanks, Tony Hawk. All right, let's get on it. Yeah. Or you could just hit me with it. And, and hope it opens. Yeah. <laughs> you said you got a case, right? I <laughs> just is this is this how you're luring me into finally hitting you? Yes. This is I it. mean, yes, sure. That enough. was that was the bait. One of these days I'm gonna get you to hit me in the face with something. That's what yeah. Like, no, a, no, no. We're a, doing a, this liquid death challenge. That's what it is. I don't you know want you to hit better me. Idea. Drop the can and just punch <laughs> me in the face. That's wild, right? I'll tell you what, open it with this hand. <laughs> then punch. <laughs> what about I'll duct tape a can to my face and you try and open it and I'll move my head. <laughs> All right. Finally. We okay. Liquid death are gonna be pumped. That's the that's the compromise. We're we're gonna get there. Uh, um what what was I gonna talk about? I had oh, stuff written down for you oh, today. So I know we're a week out from this, but Olympics did happen and the park event I thought was awesome. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. A lot of drama, especially like in the women's up to the last runs. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. and th- th- not to make us feel any better about ourselves, but they were cursed with kickflip bendies. Yeah, well, they're very difficult that to event. do, Tony. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> Apparently. That's a yes. high-level move we're talking about. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it came down to the last run. None of them with, made a kickflip bendies. No, 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 run. but it was, well, no, but uh, so for the last run, Sky Brown missed all of hers and the last one she made hers. Right, right. That put her in third position. And then Masuno uh, was the was the favorite, was probably going to win, missed missed something else on her other runs. I can't remember what. She she kept missing stuff on her runs. Yeah. The last run, she was into her like last 10 seconds of the That's run. Right. Kifle Half flip, right? half flip and then threw it under herself. And you could see as her feet went on, you could just see the, everything ended right there for her. Yeah. Um, we've so all, we've all been there. Of course. Yeah. But, but it was just, it was just a weird thing to Maybe have that the be the, uh, but the last run. And that's the same trick across the board right. for everyone. Um, and so, but it was awesome. And uh, Sakura, I, I claimed it early on that she's probably going to win. Yeah. She did. There you go. Ollie 540. Dang, dang, and a melon five. She did Ollie 540 into a melon 540 for the win. Awesome. That is amazing. Yeah. Ollie 540 is. It was no, cool. I never did that. And then uh, the men's was, the dudes were flying. Oh, did you hear Jimmy's story just now? Are we, yeah. Do you think he'll care if we talk about it? I don't think so. No, right. it's fine. It's legendary. <laughs> so uh, Jimmy Wilkins. Uh, the le- greatest skateboarder alive today. <laughs> yeah. Yes. One of our In favorite. my opinion. Anyway. One of our favorite skateboarders. Vert, one of the best vert skaters. He by does a far. trick that I did first. Sick slob. slob hey, didn't, he didn't know that he got it from me. The first person to ever do a between the legs slob air is fucking me. <laughs> That's fucking me. And the first person yeah. to ever do it, make it look good. I did nose bow once and I did tail overturn once. Yeah. They're mine. I did them uh, okay. first. You can have it. You can have it. But I made it first. And then this guy, in my opinion, who's the greatest skateboarder alive today. <laughs> Just today, did one, did one in front of me. And didn't realize that you were the inspiration for it. 
but he didn't. I, then I notified him. But, yeah, yes, you, yeah. You were not shy about telling him. Me shy about no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so, uh, so Jimmy, um, it's a great story. It's a legendary story. Uh, they were taking bets yeah. for um, the 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 results. Yeah. Uh, like you could go to Vegas and bet on who was going to win the skateboarding event, right. so, and, any event. And they but know they've got inside intel. Apparently, and and so you mean Jimmy does? Yeah, yeah. But but who knows who's setting the odds? And they said Keegan Palmer was twenty to one, and Jimmy saw Keegan a couple of clips of him practicing, and he's like, Keegan's got it. Yeah, you're like kick for he body barrel five. If he made a ride. He's kick for body barrel five. He's got it all day. He drove to Vegas so from crazy. here, six hour drive. So bet. What did he say? He said two grand. Two grand. Right? He tried to bet more, but they wouldn't let him. He almost made a hundred grand. So he tried to bet more. They let him. They let him bet two thousand right. dollars. 20, 20 to one odds. He had to bet a thousand twice because they wouldn't. Thousand dollars twice. Yeah. Twenty to one odds. He his betting actually brought the odds down because no one was really betting right. on the skateboarding event. Right. Um, Which but, is so crazy because that's a gold mine right there. It's pretty if amazing. You're a skateboarder, like NBA guys that really know they can make sure. more money yeah. out of it. Like yeah. we, Jimmy Wilkins really knows who's going to win. Of course. And then Keegan won, Keegan Palmer, first place. <laughs> and then he drove to Vegas and, and then collected. And then Jimmy took a party bus to Vegas with all of his homies to collect. What a guy. What a legend. What a great 40 idea. grand. But just to include me in the party in the party bus, you're such a you're such a goddamn great American, you know? Like <laughs> yeah. fuck yeah, Jimmy! Like we're all going up here because of your amazingly great idea of grabbing <laughs> yourself so forty G's out of it. He did right. He collected already. Yeah. yeah, so great. Like a lot of us wouldn't drive to Vegas even if we knew it was a sure thing. I'm like driving to Vegas for a bet, you know? It's like a lot. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big risk for sure. Like two grand. I'm, I think I'd rather spend two and grand. And there, there's also the thing where, I mean, definitely I'm on, I'm with him. Like if I, when I saw the practice, I was like, oh, that's it. I mean, Pedro's definitely going to be close to that. And who knows what happens with the judges. Right. It wasn't a guaranteed victory. Right. Right. But uh, I, I love that, that he just went for it. So do I. So great. I think it's such a, like skateboarders making money out of skateboarding because you're too stupid to is good because I don't know how much Jimmy Wilkins makes in his life, but I can tell you that uh, it's not enough, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, that that's, that well, that's the plight of the bird skater. I know, I'm just... Yep. Um, but anyway, uh, I thought, it was, and, and you know what was really cool? The takeaway from the Olympics, if you saw any of the coverage, is everyone celebrating. Every, you know, even if they didn't make the finals or they didn't do well, they were just so excited to be there and they were high-fiving each other. And I mean, in, in the women's, like they were, they were carrying Masugo, like all hoisting her up because yeah. they knew that she was probably going to be the best skater and she didn't do well. And they still were just celebrating her. Yeah. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. You know what? Cause I just watched a little bit of the, I don't even know what it's called. I swear, the Olympics is so stupid. Sorry, some parts are. So there's this one sport where gymnastic ladies, there's like seven of them, and they all throw fucking hula hoops up in the air and these little wiggly flag Things. sticks yeah. and shit mm-hmm. all at the same time. So mm-hmm. it's like seven of them. They listen yeah. and they play the creepiest music ever. <laughs> and there's no crowd. So now it's like 
seven chicks and it's like they're weird Russian chicks that have had no life and they're like really like got real big teeth and big ears and weird skinny bodies that are like malnutrition because they're just like starving slave people in my, oh my opinion. God. But the other teams, they've all got masks on. So everyone's got a mask on. There's no crowd. It's like this weird, would be like what I would imagine hell would sound like. <laughs> so it's hell while seven chicks are flicking fucking flags up in the air and catching hula hoops. I'm like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but, if they, but then they get scored. If they lose, everybody starts bawling their eyes out. And the people that win start fucking celebrating. Right. And they don't say anything to Russia about not getting a medal. They're like, fuck you, Russia. And yeah, like, yeah. None of you guys like each yeah. other at all. You fucking hate each other. Like, yeah. it's such a literally, oh. And then the camera goes, and it's like, yeah. And I'm like, they're standing like 10 feet away from each yeah, other. Yeah, but, but that, is, that is supposedly the spirit of competition <laughs> all throughout history. And especially in those, those established events. And I think that when people saw skateboarding, they saw a sense of camaraderie yep. and community. That we were already to friends. Everybody so hyped, and and everyone, it, it the who they represent in the countries is incidental, right? Because right. you don't even think about anyone from what country they might be. It's just more like this is yeah, a, dude. This, this oh, is a skateboard amazing. contest where you're all saying to yourselves. We're fucking skateboarding for yeah. our country. Yeah, the, yeah, but this, but also like, isn't that crazy? Right. You know, no it, one's saying. Yeah, but the same thing anything. where where it's like Pedro and 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 Keegan and then Corey Juno and uh, like they're all homies. They all skate together. Dude, it'd be like if they were like, okay, old man Olympics now, and it's like you and yeah. I, I'm skating for Australia, and I'm skating, you're skating for America. I'm not like if you win, I'm like fuck. You know what I mean? This is bullshit. I just ruined everything. There was, there was one element. There was one element that that I took away that was different. I thought too that if someone did skate. And bailed or didn't didn't skate to expectations. They had they would post on social media an apology to their countrymen. Yeah. So that was the 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 most unique thing about the Olympics to me if, for skateboarding, because it's like I've never seen anyone apologize for their performance to their country before. Yeah. So that was interesting, weird. I mean, but I guess that's that's how. I understand that. I feel like I've apologized for bad shows to my fans because I care about them so much. Sure, but but it wasn't the, it wasn't the apology necessarily to their fans. I, yes, by default, it was more to the country. The country. Right. Does that mean that they're apologizing to like the president of their country? I, I don't know. Like who is it directed Maybe. to? Is I it? mean, I saw a few people do it and I was just like, oh man, that's such a weird obligation they have. But, or yeah. they think they have. I think it's, I was going to say they think they because maybe it's maybe they think if they, maybe they think if they just like ducked out they would they would be looked at as like you're not I mean, a, kinda, there's no accountability there, bro. You're not taking responsibility. Right. It's kind of I mean it's unnecessary, but it is does show like uh, you respect, yeah, classy sure. kind of a thing. Yep. You know, like hey, I just I'm just saying it was it was it was the first time I ever saw that and and it was something that made me realize that oh this is a this is the pressure of the olympics that you are well, representing a country what about that girl that didn't compete because she was all freaked out and how half of america got all mad at her for it? i'm like you guys have you guys ever oh small bios yeah, yeah i mean I'm that like, was it was absurd i just love how real was... athletes are like man i must be going through a lot and then all you other couch potato fuck faces are oh, like of course she hasn't got always, it in her and i'm always, like always always like she that. doesn't have it in her huh like she doesn't care about the country she hates like you guys, everybody yeah. really needs to look in the mirror, man. Like really well, try just to. There, there is such a 
tiny percentage of people that have ever felt that sort of pressure and it's overwhelming and and it will ruin you. I heard that she had like a thing where she was kind of dizzy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that too. And, it's like and, skateboarding because it's different if you're uh, dizzy in a thing where if you mess up, you don't get critically injured. She's in a sport where if you're dizzy, you, you can't do some that's, that's, what, that's, that's the name beam. of the that's, game. That's exactly what you need to be. Yeah, this, it's the, the only thing you need, well, one of the main things you need right. to perform. And Absolutely. If you, and if you have a team of people that are just as good as you, and you're like, no, 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 let me go out there dizzy yeah, let and me snap blow my leg yeah. and fucking get no medal. Yeah. Like to get angry is like you guys need to, like I said, really check yourself, understand her, understand how did she get there? Is it easy to get to the Olympics? Is it easy to be yeah. a gold medalist? It's pretty hard. It's probably the hardest thing you'd ever, pro I would imagine it's probably impossible, but she got it and she did it. And then she doesn't want to compete. Why? Could it be valid? Do you think she has a valid reason? Yeah. I would lean without even knowing her. Yeah, but I'm also, leaning. but also her track record. Yeah, is, she's is, a gold medalist. Yeah, but she, you know, she's already she's proven herself time and time again. <laughs> so it's not like it's not like she got there and the pressure was too much. She's like, nah, I don't feel like it. Yeah, like, yeah, like to to be the best in the world, you you've sacrificed so much, and now you're at the Olympics. Like, if anything, she's probably crushed. Yeah, because she's like, God damn it, yeah. I've got this thing right now where I can't win. And all I care about, all I've ever cared about is winning. And now I can't. Mm -hmm. And then I've got half the country going, fucking pussy, fucking backing out. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, yeah, I know. That's, that's you just guys so are insane. bitches, man, backing out. But then she came back. She did the- She's got a bronze, right? She did the balance beam, yeah. I heard she got scored like a little unfairly because she's so mega. I don't I, know. I, mean, I don't know enough about totally you. possible. I, There's some protests. I feel that. <laughs> There's some Olympic that. protests going on from judging. You know that there was a- uh, karate or a, uh, some sort of kickboxing thing that they have in the Olympics where the guy won by knockout and then was given, this is for the gold, was given the silver and the guy that he knocked out was given the gold because the kick was a little too hard. What? Really? <laughs> okay. It's a fight. <clears throat> huh. And the kick that landed was a little too aggressive and he was disqualified. For winning by knockout in a karate fight. He was disqualified from that match, but he still got the silver. Yeah, because this was whoever won, whoever won and whoever lost was gold and silver. Right. And the guy that won. Oh, I see. Yes. Okay. With I a understand. head kick. Yep. Mm. Was given silver. Mm. I can't even pretend to know the rules of karate to know what that's all about, but that sounds strange. Yeah, because you're right. I don't know the rules of karate either, but I was under the impression if it's a combat sport, it's like, uh, man. You would have won the high air contest, but that aerial was pretty aggressive. <laughs> so we're going to deduct. It was two tweaks. Yeah, yeah. You you were like, look, your you, face you was. You pulled it up too high. You said fuck after you made it or something. <laughs> like it just, so we're just taking it away from you. It's like, wait a minute, judge. Can you really do that? Um, I saw you throw your pitch. You can fucking throw a baseball. Did you used to throw oh, baseballs? Yeah. Before, when uh, you were yes. a kid? Yes. I was going to say, get the fuck out of here. He didn't bump buoy at all. <laughs> I saw, I was waiting. I was like, oh, I, yeah, I've here he it, comes. I, I've done it a few times now, so I, I at least know what to expect. Wait, you've done the pitch at the Padre game? Yeah, I did it. I did it about five years ago for the first time. Have you ever fucked it up? No, you but but I've come to understand that. So the <clears throat> yesterday was kind of a, a different vibe, but but the first time I did it, I was super nervous 
And I've been practicing for days and, you know, like- Where do you practice? Did you go to- a- At home, just, oh, okay. uh, you know, measured out 60 feet. Yeah. And had either one of my kids or someone catch it for me. I could, because you're such a Howard Stern fan, I feel like you oh, were like- Oh, dude, no, I was never going to baba buoy that right. thing. <laughs> did you see 50 Cent? Wait, did he? Oh, yeah. It's funny though, because 50 Cent was just as bad as Bob oh, Bowie's. wow. But no one talks about 50 Cent because- Too scared to. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yes. I just didn't know. I would totally roast that guy. <laughs> But Baba Booey did it. He did it multiple times, blowing it. I didn't know that. Yeah, because he he did it. He had that one, the super famous one. Yeah. And then he kept saying like, "Oh, that was a fluke. Like I've got that. I've got that." And so Jimmy Kimmel had him try to get a rebate on his show. He did the same thing. No. Yeah. Oh man, the joy for everybody on the Howard Stern show that he fucked up Please. a second I time. I mean, it's just known as the Baba Booey. Like uh, yesterday, uh, so he's talking about the Padre game, and that was yesterday, last night. A week ago. A week ago, yeah. <laughs> and uh, several people, when I was there, I was like, bro, don't baba boy. Right, which is the lamest <sighs> thing someone needs to tell you before you pitch in front of people and you're not a pitcher. Yeah. But what I was going to say is is the first time I did it, um, I can tell when the when the catcher knows you're not, you're going to blow it because he goes to stand up as it's leaving. To try and run to hand. get it where it's going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so the very first time I did it, I saw him start to get up, but then he stayed. So he was like, he oh, was it ready bad. for me to blow it. Yeah, like, oh, he he's going to get yeah. it back. And then um, another time I did it. Uh, so three? Yes. Nice. <clears throat> but the last time, so the time before I did it, it was last year during COVID. And Bucky Lassig and I did it. And we got to catch for each other. Oh. So we both did it. And, but you both and then caught. They, they recorded it because all the games were, there was no crowd. So they could just use it anytime. Oh, weird. It was Is it weird? weird? Would it be but easier? But we didn't get a rebate. It wasn't like, oh man, you one blew shot. it, do it again. Yeah, one shot. But is it easier with no crowd? It, it, less it, pressure? It felt like less pressure. And because it, it also felt like, well, we'll get another, you know, we'll, we'll do it till it's right. Right. Like, no. No, they were like, yeah. yeah. But well, I mean, night, how, isn't that part of the fun? It's like, hey, a celebrity that can't play baseball like the baseball players. Yeah, I think I that's mean, if you hit it on the nail, the crowd, I yeah. guess that. I mean, crowd, if you. If you we half want you to fuck it up. You know that. Yeah. And like if, everybody if in the you crowd don't reach goes, the plate, then that's a big thing too. Like if, if you, you know, if it's oh, rolling into the- Roll it over there. Yeah. That's like a Larry King kind of a, didn't he do it? I don't know. I mean, I've all kinds died, of people right? have done it. Larry King died, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you interview him? I mean, did he interview you? Yes. Nice. A couple times. I interviewed him. Isn't that weird? He, oh yeah, I saw that. He that's came awesome. on my show. Yeah, that's great. Times. He, was, he said that I was a great broadcaster at all this <coughs> shit. And then at the very end of the interview, he said, what's that on your hat? But, but snorkeler or something. And I was like, no, it's butt snorkeler. <laughs> He's like, what's butt snorkeler? And I'm like, man. I think we talked about yeah. this. Yes. I had to tell him about eating ass. <laughs> he did not enjoy that. And I knew he wouldn't enjoy it, but I was like, man, we're already, I was like, okay, thanks for being here. Yeah. What's butt snorkeler? And I was like, <laughs> cheating ass. I love how it's like, don't ask questions that you don't want answers to. Yeah. But I'm like, I, every, all my fans are listening and I'm like, <clears throat> I've you can't go. not tell him right. what butt yep. snork there is. Yep. <laughs> he said I wasn't Jewish. That's right. That's, yeah, that's what I remember. Am I, am I in trouble for that? Uh, he never came on again. Yeah, well. But he he was great. He was a professional, gave me advice. 
and I wasn't even asking for it, but I heck while you were on the show, yeah, because he was like, you know, you're a you're a young go getting mm-hmm. uh, broadcaster, and I'm a I'm the you know, I mean the broadcaster of broadcasters, and I believe like you do. I see you skateboard and you taught the kids and shit, and it goes a long way. Like you're helping skateboarders. Tony Hall talked to me or Tony Hall came over and said, hey, man, like working on your backside, you're fucking 12. You're like, holy shit. He just <laughs> fucking told me my backside was cool. You never forget it. I feel like he was doing the same thing because he could tell, you know, I, I love skateboarding. But when I got into radio, I was like, you know, if you're Howard Stern, I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? Like he's fucking, yeah. he touches the microphone and turns to gold, you know, like, and Larry King was before him. And he was like, you're interviewer anybody. You know, that's what I, and, he, and I'm like, oh, he's passing down shit, trying to pass down shit in the break. I'm like, Larry King trying to pass shit down to me. This so is awesome. awesome. Yeah. I loved him for that. He yeah, he was, every time I went on, he was super respectful, super cool. And that, I mean, that dude hustled. Like, he's, he's always at a show. Right. Even if he was like, he's not on CNN anymore. He's doing this. Yeah. Not, not that. Doing this over here. Network. He's always had a studio. Always had. And then I, he, he took like a week or two off at one point <clears throat> and he gave it to Tom Green. Yes, that's right. Which was awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Because that's somebody who respects his job so much that even right. if they don't do that well, they're doing it with such respect that it's, you can't hate it. Right. Even though Tom did excellent, but I'm just saying, you know, when Tom's yeah. like, okay, I am now in this historical, I mean, I need to rock for these two weeks in respects to the greatest broadcaster that ever lived. Like it was, he's an excellent person for that. Yeah. Scene. that's And that's a lot of pressure. Not for Tom Green, I would imagine. <clears throat> I don't, Tom, man, he he's, you know, he went on this crazy road trip. He bought a- Yeah, I know. I follow him. Very confusing. Bands. Okay. Grew his hair out, befriended a dog and- started. Yeah, and visiting ghost towns. And, yeah. And uh, at one point, he, we were going to actually link up because he was start, He was coming through California. And so yeah. we were going to meet up in Mammoth and- Snowboard? Yeah, to snowboard. Right. But that was going to be the first time he was going to hang out with people. Because he'd been doing the solo thing. And, and COVID and, you know, he was before vaccinations okay. and- and so he was kind of freaked out, like about seeing anyone. Oh, the timing didn't work for either of us at the end anyway. Like we kind of planned it, you know, we, we made tentative plans and then it just didn't work out. Yeah. Um, and then ever since he's just been doing the same thing. <clears throat> and now he bought a farm. And he lives on a farm. He's, yes. He's embraced that life. Yeah. In Canada. By himself? Yeah. I don't, I know it's not the show for it, but how do you think his penis feels? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I know that, you know, you go through transitions in your life, but I'm going to live on a farm by myself. I mean, I, I can maybe handle I that. I did, I did ask him about that. I think I actually, he, he did, he did a show with me. It was audio only while he was on the road. And I did bring up that subject. Okay. About, and what he say? And, and he's just like, oh, I just don't care just anymore. Kind of gotten used to being alone and that's what I mean I don't know if that's what he's committed to but but for sure he had accepted that in that moment uh, so I don't know I don't know what the, hey, I don't know what status with is him? now that's a weird <clears throat> it's a weird conclusion to come to he's not that I don't old. think I don't think it's some some ultimatum where he's just like alright this is my life wasn't now wasn't like a mental scar but it wasn't that, it wasn't that he was actively pursuing companionship right I always felt like when he was with Drew Barrymore that that was like a a scarring uh, scenario for him. Like, I feel like whenever I talked about that later on, he definitely got really nervous. Like there was some emotions attached uh, yeah, to that. Yeah, for sure. And, and, but also, and it's so public and people have their 
right. opinions and their and the and the tabloids and just like I don't think he, I don't think he realized he was signing up for that. Right. <clears throat> um, who, who would? Know? But but Tom, you know, he's just so. I love him because he's he's a pioneer. Like he just right. he he started put a studio in his house and there were cameras on twenty four seven. Yeah, way before everything. way before anyone was doing anything like that and and didn't like just ran it. Dude, I remember 16 years ago or something like that where he came on your show here upstairs long time ago where I was the co-host and it was my first experience with somebody who was way better than me at being on a microphone <laughs> yeah. and it intimidated the living shit out of me. And I remember not really saying that much because I was like, oh, this is, this is how the big dog. Like he's running it. Yeah. Like I was like, I usually like the show starts, you and Jesse and me. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to hit you with some fucking funny bombs because that's what my job is here. And then he sat down and I was like, ah, I don't, have, <laughs> I don't have any bombs. Like I have like little pebbles to throw maybe, but he was, he made me but I love, step up. I was yeah. Like, wow, and and I love how, but, but he also, he also worked the craft and decided he's going to do stand up and then just kept creating a routine until yeah. he really had an hour of material. Yeah. And he could go out on the road and do a tour. And Steve, I, I mean, did that too. Yeah, both not traditional comedians, right? But have, but but have, devoted to yep. learning. And got I appreciate in that the, in the comedy world, they both have respect by yep. like comedians, and that's <clears throat> not easy to achieve. Comedians don't like people that right. have already been something and then jump into comedy. It's like, oh, you're trying to come into our thing now, and it's like, look, dude, like I I, I get the keep it a real thing. You know, but it's like if I really love comedy and I used to be a pro skateboarder or I, I was in Jackass, do you really have the uh, entitlement to tell me I don't belong here? Like, if I love it, you know, it's like- Well, it's not like he's taking jobs away from other people. Dude, people do that with the MMA. When I was talking about fighting uh, in Bellator, there were a few people who were like, you really think that's appropriate? I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, if they want me to fight, Lewis and I would sell tickets. Wait, like if you're talking about the first fight on a Bellator undercard, would Lewis and I sell more tickets than whoever that is? Yeah. And we're both punching each other in the face. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But, it's, but yeah. people would say, dude, that's a spot you could be taken away from a real athlete. I'm like, I no, it's not. If anything, it brings more eyes to your event. And then next time you have an event, yeah. you got more money for yes, more fighters. Yes, and I agree. But it's just everyone's got their own. Right. That's just how it is. You never, it's, it's always going to be like that. But I, as from all the things in life, it's when someone has an opinion about that where you might be, uh, you know, not as hardcore as the other or as deserving as the other. This is your time around this planet. And if everybody else's opinions, they can fly everywhere if they want to, but you, it's your life. You, you know, it's, hey man, it's not really your spot. But fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, dude, girl, whatever. Fuck, like I've, I'm here to experience life. You don't want me in that spot? Fucking take it from me because I'm using it. I'm going everywhere I want to go. Oh, you know, that's really not that appropriate. Fuck you. <laughs> this is your one shot around. Like, don't, like people's opinions are fucking pointless. Like, if you start altering your life because somebody else is like, hey, man, oh, you know man. That's You'll not never, that cool. but, but also you just, you will never really get anywhere. Look at us. It, Getting yeah. places. Don't listen to those. But absolutely. People. I mean, I, I, I had learned that way early on, especially in skating where I had people talking shit about my style and right. and that it, 
you know, it's lame and he's robotic and it sucks. And, and I just enjoyed it too much. And I also had enough support from my friends right. and, and people I skated with that were more leaning that way yeah. with tricks and whatever. And, yeah. and so I was just like, I don't know, this, this is cool. But, but it did at, at the, in that moment, it felt impossible. Really? You know, well, it was just impossible to, to be accepted, to break through that. Oh, yeah. um, it wasn't like that was the goal, but for sure there were, there were times where it was just discouraging. I mean, I'd, I'd see people talking shit about me in their interviews in mag in Thrasher. Right. <clears throat> Well-respected professional skaters. Let me ask you this. Danny Way had a skateboard model Tony Dork, was it? Or something where they where they had a board, your graphic, but they made like a dick nose on it? That was Jason Lee. Oh, okay. They offered it to Danny and Danny didn't want it. So they they, they had Jason Lee do and it. You, how were you with all that? Um, Because they were the hottest company at, at the time. And blind, I was like, yeah. I don't know. I, I was stabbing at the Birdman? <clears throat> what is that? I was- Like when you and Jason were, did you guys- Not ever- at all. Like they, they, the, the funny thing about that is that Jason used to come stay at my house in Fallbrook. He, he and Christian Jacobs would come down and spend a weekend or even a week hanging out. Um, and then they, <laughs> they did that, but, but that was their job. I, I knew that, I knew Mark Gonzalez. I, obviously I knew Jason and I knew Danny and that was their job at Powell. Okay. It wasn't and about- that's how you saw that? Me, absolutely, yeah. Right. And, and of course, if they're going to use a Powell graphic, they're going to use mine. Right. Because mine was the most popular at the time. Right. Um, and so, I mean, I actually thought the, the, what was it? The Ray Bones with the banana. Like, yeah, I thought that was, that was funny. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, mine was a little more, uh, phallic. Yeah. Um, but whatever, like it, it, it the bummer was that. I was just wondering if there was any bummer to that. Like, did you take that? I think the bummer was just more that, that I was on the receiving end by default because I was on Powell. Right. Okay. And I didn't. I couldn't see through the trees that like, maybe I should move on. Hmm. You know, it wasn't that, it wasn't that Powell was lame. It was just more that we had been there for so long and they had become the established brand and, and, and we all needed a change. Right. Everybody wanted to shift. Yeah. And right. they needed, a, they needed a fresh crew. Skateboarding was definitely like trying to do a 180 <clears throat> at that time. Right. And, and like Powell needed a fresh team. Yeah. We need to figure out what we were going to do like what's the next stage of being a pro skater at that, in that moment, because the, 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 the era of vert skating was dead. Right. The bones brigade thing was kind of dwindling and me, cab, Lance, Tommy, Mike, we're all like, what do we do? Right. But, but I was still on Powell and I was still t- thinking that that was, that was my career. And so then <clears throat> these guys who I'm friends with, who are the most progressive skaters of the time are making fun of us. <laughs> it's like, dude. Yeah. I, as, a what vert, do I do? as a vert guy, I was like, man, I'm not even famous enough to be on the list of being an asshole. But I, like, I was like, wait, because I met Jason Lee. Guns came to Australia with Jason Lee before anybody knew who yeah. Jason Lee was. He was the guy in the parking lot doing tray flips before anybody did a tray flip. And Guns was like, trust me, this dude is hot shit. And I was in the parking lot going, does that, is that flipping while it's spinning? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Yeah," I'm like, "Can you do that again, mate?" You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, "That's a pretty cool little trick you do there, dude." Like, <laughs> yeah. but I thought this insignificant asshole is nothing to me. Like, he gets on the vert ramp, the guy could do barely do a fucking backside air. I'm like, <laughs> this guy's never gonna make it. And then, like a year later, he's Jason Lee, and I'm like, "Wow, 
Gon's really knew about that guy before me because he was oh, pumped yeah. on him so much. And I'm like, I don't get it. They were so, they were so amazing. Like that, that, I mean, that blind video that was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I also, both, I, you know, being a vert dude, but I still thought Jason Lee was pretty sick because he had a oh, sick yeah. style. You know? And, and I just knew, like I knew him, I knew Christian Jacobs who did these, uh, this graphic right here and the one above it um, that you can't see on the Whoa. camera probably, but. Uh, and was the creator of Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, shit. Um, and he was, he and Jason were just so creative. Like I was fascinated yeah. by them, not just for skating, but Everything. hanging out and listening to them talk and yeah. ideas they had. And it was just like, why aren't you guys, I mean, they both went on obviously to yeah. be what they should have been, what, right. you know, what they, they were, had talent what they were out heading towards ears. for sure. Right. But, but in those, in those moments, we, you know, and, and also skating was taking a dive and we were just, trying to make ends meet and, and hanging out. I remember, I remember Jason, Christian Jacobs and I did a fake talk show at my house in Fallbrook. It just Wait, through the night. Recorded, just we, a fake one. Yeah. We recorded it. Oh, oh it exists God, somewhere. Where is that? It, oh yeah. I have it. Oh, and you just do an episode. I was, I was the, I was the host and Christian was my sidekick. And then, uh, no, Christian Jacobs. Oh, I was going to say, Sorry. Fucking Christian hell. Jacobs is also the uh, lead singer and head of the Aquabats, the band. Oh, oh, dang. Okay, yeah. Um, so we made this fake talk show. Just we were trying to do something funny, yeah. and we were bored and whatever. And, yeah. and then, and then Jason Lee was a professional wrestler, and, and then he, he comes in in this wrestling outfit, and we're interviewing. It was so ridiculous, but I just remember like that sounds so good. Uh, yeah, but but it was just we were just trying anything right. because we were mostly bored, but we had to be, we had to do something. Right. I feel like that's real. Like when you're that full of creative beans, when you can't skateboard and you're like, you're in your house, it doesn't yeah. turn off. Like right. I think that in my childhood, I was more bored when I was bored than any other child that was bored. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. You know what I mean? Like my idea yes. of like, people yes. were like, this is going off and that going off. And I'm like, boring. <laughs> I mean, I needed real shit to go off. Yeah. Like a, a lot, lot of, my of friends stimulation. Yes. Yeah. yes. Which helps. Yeah. And for sure through those years, especially that, you know, not long after that, I started Birdhouse and, and had my own business and was hustling nonstop. Right. And that filled my time. Right. So oh, you're making that and skateboard tricks. Yeah. And but, family. Right. And, and yeah. And raising a child. And so- um, but but like you said, in those other moments where things were slow, we we're just trying to do something. Create. Right. I mean, we were content creators, but for no audience. <laughs> I, did, I feel like like I, you know, I mean, you give me. I'm on the radio, and it was like, oh, doing things. And they're like, what about if you have your own show? And you just and I'm like, yeah, I will <laughs> yeah. totally have my own show. And then as soon as the show started, I was like, let's go film some stuff and make. You know, I was already doing videos of things. They yeah, failed, yeah. Yeah. but I was still. My skateboard brain was just passing through radio. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're in radio. Now you got a spot. I'm like, you know what we should do? We could do this. We could do that. What if we film this? You know what? We could get eaten by a snake. No one will get eaten by a snake. I've skateboarded, dude. Being eaten by a snake is not that big of a deal. Give me the snake. Go ahead. Bite me. Like It's all funny those- how all that stuff, and you're just throwing everything against the wall. See what sticks. Yeah. Um, but but you do learn to to sort of refine all of it yeah. to get to a place where it it is better content consistently and more interesting. Right. Because trial and error, you figure out 
Okay, yeah. note to self. But I mean, we, like when we had Shredder die, yes. the website. Yes, that was awesome. We were just going for anything. Wasn't that pretty big? Ah, uh, it, it. Will Ferrell videos th and shit. Well, th that was funnier die. Oh, so oh. here's here's the, the the journey of of how Ride Channel came to be was we were starting to do videos here and we were like, we should start a website for videos. Yeah. And it was right when YouTube kind of started. Yeah. So YouTube was more like the elephant in the room of, well, if we're not on YouTube, are we anything? Right. But let's try. So we started, um, we, we started doing stuff. I can't remember what it was called. It wasn't Shred or Die. But then we pitched the people who started Funny or Die because they wanted to do a bunch of channels. Ah, and then they put so you So Funny on. or Die was a big hit right away because of Will Ferrell. Yeah. And then they went, Shred or Die. And then they were like, Eat or Die. So they started a cooking channel. And then, they, I can't remember, there, there were maybe six or seven different channels. Yeah. And then ours did okay. But we just knew if we weren't on YouTube, we're not going to get the views. Okay. So then we heard Google was going to, um, I know I'm, going down the rabbit hole, but this is, I, I, I thought it was an interesting story. Yeah, I like it. Uh, we heard Google was going to start funding channels. Yeah. In the same way that, that Funny or Die was, where it was actual uh, certain topics or certain themes, yeah. and they were going to start funding different, different creators. So you pitched And we them. caught wind of that. So Jared, who is here, runs 900 Films. Yeah. He and I flew to Google yeah. in, in San Francisco, yeah. outside San Francisco, and it just pitched it. And they were like, And yeah. we said, we have all this content that Shred or Die, we can relabel it and call it Ride Channel. But we also have access to all these other skaters and creators and people who are making stuff. And we can do all kinds of shows. And so they funded us for two years. Good. Yeah, it was great. We, I mean, that's why we have all that Ride Channel stuff. Is that a good business plan, that whole thing? Well, it was so... I think, no, wait, they funded us for one year um, and we had a big budget, but we had to spend it and we had to prove to them we were spending it. Cool. Cool, but it was, it, we had to like have 30 clips a week. Oh. Like it got crazy. It was, it was just nonstop here. <clears throat> and we're just trying- that? Just Jared? Uh, we had a few different people. We actually hired say, other people to do it. Hell, that's yeah. a lot. Dude. It was a lot. It was a lot. And, and, and also it's all these different people, you know, we got to get to East coast. We got to do this. We need to do shoe reviews and we need to do this and we need oh. to get, and it was all coming from here. I'm already out of your business. I don't it like was, that. it was heavy. And, hey. and, and we had to prove to them we were spending the money. It wasn't just like, Hey, we got all this money. Hey. Yeah, fair few, enough. I mean, a few videos. It's not a bad business plan to make you show no, it the was, money. It was cool. And then, um, and then after the first year, all these other channels that they're funding weren't getting the views and they just fell off. Okay. And we made it through the cut of the first year. Okay. So then we made, we got, we got Way funded for budget. a second year. Okay. Is that a bigger budget? No. Oh, okay. But still solid, good budget yeah. and still a lot of expectation. So then Ride Channel went on for a, a second year. And we were doing lots of collaborations and we were doing, you know, we did the stuff with Mini and we did the stuff with Sony and yeah. And so my videos, like those collabs were getting a lot of views and that was justifying them getting, doing all this. Um, and then uh, after the second year, uh, Google was like, we're not doing any of that stuff anymore. And, that's and so, so we still have Ride Channel on YouTube and sometimes we use it to put out stuff, but no one's funding it. Okay. Um, but it still exists now. 
still exists and still got, I think there's a million subscribers or something. So it's still like, okay, that's not a bad thing. It's good. Maybe I might be, I might be projecting. Are you looking it up right now? No, I'm oh. looking, I have a question for you about this four year old kid jumping steps that you oh, posted. Yeah. yeah. What's up with this kid? Where's he from? And how do you get footage of uh, these people? I just saw, I saw that video go floating around and I was like, that's awesome. There's there's just certain things that I see sometimes where I'm like, that's awesome. I want to share that with my audience because I know that it's not just skateboarders that follow me. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff that happens in the skate world where it's just like a clip goes goes viral into the skate world, but yeah. I feel like it transcends just skating. Right. And so with that one, that four-year-old kid, I was like, this is awesome. Anyone's going to love this. Right. Even though there's an element that I know there's going to be a backlash where it's just like, that kid's too, you know, they're, they're forcing him. There's what? always that. Well, when, once a video, this is what I've learned. Once a video goes sort of, goes viral, yeah. gets big like that, there's just this other element of, and this audience of people that they just love to hate. Yeah. And okay. they love to accuse. And then once it reaches that level, it's like, oh, here it comes. Okay, you know what? I actually have an experience with that since I left Sirius. My YouTube channel went up ridiculous amounts. So did my Instagram. Every, apparently, I'm back on the map, which is cool. So it was good to know that I just did 15 years of being in the dark somehow. <laughs> Welcome back. Now, all of a sudden, the internet's like, hey, man, we're cool with you now. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? I've been doing this for 15 years. And so now, right. yeah. Embrace it. As long as we're cool now, yep. that's the main thing. What was I going to say? Damn it. But with people that, the, the haters that- Oh yeah, through. so I did this this video. Now that the thing's gone big, one of my fights at Alice Mania, the stripper fight, all of a sudden it's got like uh, 30 million views. I'm like, what? 30 million views? And my co-host Kevin's like, yeah, man, I don't know what's going on, but it's moved to that. And then there's another right. video where all of a sudden you've gone viral a little bit. And the, uh, the, uh, the opinions of that $30 million video- a lot of people really hate me for being there and those girls taking their clothes off. And I'm like, there's several stripper fights that have happened, but the one right. that's gone viral, everyone right. hates me. Yeah, on because it. suddenly it's on the radar of people that aren't interested in that in the first place, Yeah, but decide that, oh, this is my cause to love. Like, this yeah. is what I've, I need to, I need to give my harshest opinion on this. Yeah. Um, it's and a that's a bit scary. But, but I, I noticed that it, it yeah, it's, it's weird. Like right? a lot of people grouping up to say you're a really bad person. I'm like, man, I'm, yeah. I'm getting out of here. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't want to click on yeah. that ever again. A lot of people don't know me and they're very mad that I uh, yep. allowed. They're like, she's just letting her punch her. And I'm like, it's a boxing fight. Right. Like you didn't, maybe you just jumped on the. Oh internet. yeah. You're, you're never going to. But that's the other thing is you're never going to, to change their opinion. No. So you can't fight it. Oh no, I would never say anything right. Back. But that's the other thing is that is that I think that some people fall into the trap where something goes viral like that and then they see the negative attention it gets and they're like, oh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna right. fight everyone about this. And she's like, no, dude, that's not the way to do it. If you've been in the game for a little bit, you know, probably from learning the hard way that when everybody gets mad at you for posting something, don't post back. Don't no, say it will never go this well. This is the thing that well, like I understand that you're saying I'm wrong, but here's the thing. Why you're yeah, wrong, no, no. don't nope. do that. Nope. See, somebody who's, it's so far away from touching that it's, like even myself that is like one of those people like, bah, 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 bark at you, bark at me, I'll bark back. Yeah. It's happened so badly so many times for me that 
you know, Stern Show is probably the biggest one. Whenever I did the Stern Show, people would say really mean shit afterwards because yeah. you're fucking- because, But also, but that's that's the whole thing is that because you've reached an, or, an orbit or it's outside of your orbit yeah. of people that don't know anything about you and they just love to talk shit. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, here we go. They also love, they really want you to say something so that they can say something back oh, yeah. again. So yeah. you kind of- you taught me once. Dude, I never forgot it. This is like one where my dad said to me once about cigarette smoking. You suck it in, you blow it out, it kills you. What's the point? And I was just yeah. in a pocket where I was like, totally. I totally yeah. get that. Never smoked cigarettes in all my drug life. Yeah, yeah, I smoked some cigarettes before and I'm high, but I never was like, yeah, man, love, some, love me some cigarettes. Right. They're stupid. Right. Same as when you said one time a girl had my number on tour and she was texting me saying crazy stuff and you you were at some weird restaurant on the East Coast somewhere, everyone eating, you leaned over and you're like, yeah, I wouldn't respond to that. And I'm like, really? Yeah, yeah, man. Like, if you don't respond sooner or later, it's just going to disappear. Like, you respond, it's going to be there forever. Yeah. And I was like, eh, yeah, I'll try that. And I didn't respond and she stopped resp texting me and I was like, this guy's got to figure it out. <laughs> And that one, that one sunk. You know, I mean, there's certain people yeah. now that are like, you gotta, you haven't called me back. And I'm like, mm, not saying why I'm not calling you back. I'm not saying anything. Yeah, exactly. Until you figure yeah. out, yeah. I'm just not calling you back. Yeah. Instead of going, look, here's, I'm not calling you back because you're fucking annoying the shit out of me. Like, don't do that. No. Just say, me. So that's what I do. Thank you. And there, yeah, again, I think there's other people that you know that if you're gonna engage with them, it will be endless. Yeah. And it won't be positive. Crazy fans. Cra and yeah, crazy it, people. Yeah, to, or just, yeah, to, to unstable. Right. And when you when you recognize the instability, you're it's a gift. Because right. it's like, oh, I get it. I'm not, I should not engage there. Right. For me, for fans, when they say crazy stuff like that, I will go as far as, hey, man, I don't think I'm the best guy to ask for help. I think that a professional is mm. what you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, for me to fix myself, I went and saw a professional and got professional help. Mm. I think asking a guy that you like on Instagram is probably a bad move. <laughs> and that usually helps people? Yeah, well, just that you took the time to reply is important. I don't want to say it on here, but what, fuck it. I reply to everybody unless you are a moron. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to say you're a moron. You know, I just don't reply. But if it's like, a, hey man, I've been worried about this or how do I do this? Or my grandson wants a skateboard. How do I get a skateboard? I'm like, I'll, I'll tell you. You know, mm -hmm. just go skate shop. It takes me five seconds. Like, go skate shop. Ask a skate guy. Like, it's not all a scam. You know, like, if you <laughs> yeah. go there, they'll take care of you. Yes. Oh, I don't live anywhere near a skate shop. You can use the internet. They have skateboards <laughs> there too. Well, that's cool that you. I've always made that effort because I'm yep. small time and I feel like small time guys. Oh, it goes a long way, of course. Yeah, yeah. you know, like I remember Alice where, you know, especially when you're punchy and you've hit your head as much as I have, sometimes people go, hey man, uh, remember me? And I go, eh, yeah. no. And they go, know, that's hard. you were fucking really nice to my son or you, and I'm like, oh, thank God <laughs> yeah. you were that guy that day because I don't want to hear it. It's like, yeah, man, I try to say what's up. And you're like, fuck off. I don't have time. I'm like, no, I never said that. I used to have a, I used to have a pretty, uh, my my approach to especially when we would do demos and stuff, my whole approach was was it's it's all or nothing. Like if I'm going to sign autographs, I'm going to commit to signing autographs the yeah. whole time, yeah. or not do any. And I've kind of changed that mode because it, that was just too much. Like that, you know, you just come off like such 
you're they just don't get it. so arrogant. Right. Um, and they don't get it. But but also I didn't like to leave anyone hanging. So it's like either no one gets autographs and photos yeah. or everyone does and I'm going to be here for the next two to three hours. Right, um, that's the thing people don't realize. I've been around yeah. you. Like if you go, if someone goes, hey man, sign my shirt and you go, yes, that that tells the whole crowd. And sometimes he does demos in like, you know, 50, I, still, I still do that. If I'm skating, I won't sign stuff. Right, because if, if I'm skating, that, that'll stop the demo. Yeah. Right, but 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 I but I have eased up my my whole theory or ultimatum that somehow I can't only do this or this. It's more like, oh, I, you're here, cool, let's do it. Yeah, right. all right, no worries. You know, and and and. But you have a thing in you where you go. Okay, I've got. I've well, done. I've just gotten better at navigating crowds too. So if you do like a patch, you'll be like, okay, I'm there'll done. Be, there'll be a patch here, and I know that that other people are far enough away or are not going to take notice that I can. <laughs> get so this crazy to know that you're. It, if you start over here, this whole thing might come over and be yeah. like, hey. Yeah, I did notice um, I was at the airport uh, coming back. Where did I just go? I went to San Francisco um, for an event. And I was coming back and I was at the gate and this one dude came over and he got a photo, but then he kept, he came over and you you could tell that he was just sort of lingering. And then other people were like, what's going on over there? And then all of a sudden, floodgates were open because it wasn't, it wasn't that I'm, that I'm so highly recognizable. It was just more that other people were like, what's, what's going on over there? Right. Who's that guy? Right. Oh, that dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then, and then it starts to it just kept going until the flight boarded. So you just signed autographs for an entire yeah, photos. It's all selfies. Oh, now. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. And some, some signatures, and, but whatever I'm sitting there. It's fine. Like, it's totally cool, but I could just, I could see it happening and I could see it start to permeate yeah. the perimeter of where yeah. I was. And I was like, oh, 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 here we go. That's awesome. No, it was, it was super cool. Like you I said, in that context, context, like I'm happy to do it. I'm, right. I'm there waiting for a flight, just like you. It's, I'm, we're cool. And yeah. We can, we can connect and whatever. It's more that when we're skating and You're someone want to try, if someone wants to sign something, right. I'm like, dude, I'm really sorry. But if I do sign that, Everyone else is going to want a signature, and then my session's over. Right. And I'm, and I'm still trying to see. They don't care to understand that. Not everybody, yeah. but some people don't care some, to understand Yeah, that. But, uh, most people are pretty cool about it. The, the selfie thing, I mean, this all happened before COVID, but the selfie thing of when you're doing demos has become such a crazy thing. Like standing on the deck of escape, you know, to drop in, and then all of a sudden camera is, is right here in front of you. Like, Wait, on the deck? Like if, if you're at a skate park or whatever. Oh, okay. And it's a whole thing. That became like it was. It, I remember one year that wasn't happening, and the next year it was in everything. It's it's this this thing. Yeah, where but, you but put, you're you, facing right, so you're you're like waiting to go, waiting to go, and all of a sudden the camera just gets right in front of you, like yeah, hey, hey, yeah, woo! and then another one comes over here, and and you can't drop. And you got to drop in through the gauntlet of selfies. <laughs> Holy sh! Like I, but, but I just like it, like it's something that happened overnight, and it was kind of fascinating to watch. Kind of fascinating, but also, it's but also. I liked it better because because trying to sign stuff is time consuming, especially in those. <laughs> you like it better. Well, it just didn't, you know, because they feel like they got something yeah, yeah. with you of you. It's better, kind of. And so I was like, yeah, cool. Selfies are not flattering. I would way, way rather a photo of me and Brad Pitt than a Brad Pitt's autograph. Yes. It's way cooler. Yeah. So I'm happy to do it. And, and yeah, if you, if you catch We're, me outside, I'm happy to do it. Yeah, outside. <laughs> Didn't think I'd hear you say that one. Um, I'm happy to know that you're out there uh, making people's days because it really does. You know, it makes people's day. Oh, hey, I, pre- I mean, I'm just, 
Burbank I'm just so thankful that, that, that I still exist for a living, that I'm even considered relevant or recognized. And so when I'm out and about, dude, I'm, let's high five. And we're, we're finally out and about. One time a friend of mine at the airport asked for Tiger Woods for an autograph. And Tiger Woods said, you better get me while I'm going. And I was like, dick. That's all it takes. You were there with him? No, when he told me the story, oh, I was like, what I know, a dick. I know, I know, I've heard that story. Yeah, I'm like, you're a dick. Yep. yep. Like, you're in the airport. Fucking let him take, I know Colin. He's not like, ah, ah. He would have yeah. said, hey, man, can I take a photo? And you yeah. were like, man, get me up, go. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you dickhead. Just stop for the guys. Whatever. Each to their own. I have been rushing to catch flights and I've had to use a line kind of like that. Because it was like, oh, hey, man, I can focus. Yeah, man, if you, can, if you can come with me, like, come move with me, we'll do it. Right. Which is, and then which sometimes, is totally cool. And sometimes they're like, like yeah, they that, don't have their that shit doesn't ready. register. And they're just like, oh. Which is cool too. I've yeah. done that one where it's like, wait, I don't have the phone to make there it. Is a thing like, that you people don't have do, the phone to make it. I but there it. is a thing that people do too, where it's just like, they're over here and they're like, yo, man, can I get a photo? Yes. Oh, go over there too. Yes, them. and it's just expected. Like, well, you're going to come to me. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm over here, and you want no. a photo? That seems like no. The etiquette would seem like you'd come over here. One but. time on the big day out, Colin again. This time I was standing there, asked <laughs> Marilyn Manson for an autograph, and he said that he had too many drugs and women to have sex with. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool answer. But I didn't know at the time what? he was a steaming pile of shit. What does that mean? He's like, yeah, hey, man, so can I get an autograph? And he was like, too many drugs to take, too many women to fuck. And just walked out the door. And I, and I was like, he, he's probably not lying. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember looking at Colin. Wow. Like, he was pretty, yeah, he probably, he probably. I mean, probably, that, that is a, that's a clever line. He's probably going to do drugs. Nah, and women. Yeah. Yeah. He sucks. All right. Anyway. He reached out to me the other day. Really? Yeah. He reaches out to me every now and then when hmm. I think he, nobody likes him anymore. And he's like. Did you tell him that story? Nah, I don't talk to him anymore. Okay. Yeah, I don't reply, which is a bummer, but it's hmm. also, that's what you it's get. It's your prerogative. That's right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you oh, DM wow, that was, me. That was an abrupt ending. I don't know. Look, if you- if you Hey, you're, you're, you're free from notes. We're, we're getting kids with Vindies. The next show, someone's going to get one. It's not someone. We're fucking both doing it. Don't okay. someone some shit, all right? You and I are making it. I was almost tempted to drop in next year and do it like we'll both make it and run into each other. Yeah, that would not bode well for me. Oh, yeah, I just realized that's, yeah, good point. <laughs> all right. All right. See, See you next week, everybody. Like and subscribe. Please. Close your eyes. It's time to discover what starting and growing your own business feels like. Whether your business is bedsheets or skincare, Shopify's with you every step of the way. Now, open your eyes. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22.